0: Flano, we are back. We're welcome so back, back, everybody. We're, we're so, so back. back. We're so back. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Episode 7 of the NLF Insider Podcast. I'm Matt Chandick, uh, and I'll be joined this week by Mike Flanagan, the, the gentleman that you just heard.
1: Hello, hello. It's great to be back. Uh, we fired Daggett. You know, No, <laughs> not. <Nah, we're laughs> Daggett's still a part of the podcast. He just couldn't make it tonight, so I'm filling in as the co-host. How's Daisy? Give me an update. Daisy's awesome. Potty training is going very well. Um, she stayed the last uh 24 hours. She was with Katie's parents. Um, we bring her over there from time to time. They have a dog as well, and they are best friends, Daisy and Maple. Um, so that's been fun to watch, just to seeing the two of them bond and become friends together. Um, you know, training a puppy's got its it's got its hardships, but you know, it's it's a learning experience and it's fun. I mean, as a dog owner yourself, you probably know what I'm talking about.
0: I mean, mine's 160 pound Bernie's Mountain Dog. He's just an idiot who just runs into stuff. So yeah, I don't really know how much I've been able to train him. But um, yeah, I feel your pain. And and again, people subscribe to this for the puppy content, not nothing else. So this is what we needed:
1: dogs the and look uh, for That's right. Cross.
0: And you're headed uh, by the time this comes out, uh, this this will have passed. But you were headed uh, to beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan this week with the the Harvard Crimson, correct?
1: Yes, I am. I will probably be editing this podcast on the flight. Um, Love it. It's yeah. Harvard takes on the Michigan Wolverines this weekend. Harvard's at two and one, I believe. Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're still undefeated, aren't they? Wagon. 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 So I mean, Michigan's ranks it's the first time they've had they've been on they've been unbeaten and ranked this late in the season. I mean, not this late in the season. We're at what six games in? That's pretty. That's pretty impressive for Michigan to be undefeated six games in.
0: I think I saw that Josh Sawada's has already broken their, their single season points record six games in.
1: That's incredible
0: respect. That just yeah. means they're scoring a lot of goals, um, which is pretty well, impressive. Yeah. Seven and no right now. So we'll see, awesome. uh, we'll see how they do against the, the Crimson. And then uh, I think they head into the big 10 schedule after that. So maybe they can, uh, you know, surprise a couple of people, get a big 10 title. Uh, p- people forget the football team did that after they hammered Ohio state. Um, 42 to 27 in November, but I wouldn't want anybody listening to forget that. So there's your little reminder. And speaking of Ohio state, we will be joined later on the podcast by Ohio state lacrosse commit. Uh, Caleb Fayok, the starting goalie at St. John's high school in DC um, <clears throat> number two in international rankings that were just dropped tonight after St. Anthony's from long Island. Uh, Caleb is an awesome, awesome personality. Um, great goalie. And, you know, we, we had a lot of fun with him. i um, excited to kind of see what he has to say. He is now playing for the crabs in his final club year. And, uh, you know, excited. We're we're glad to have been able to have him on. And um, I'm sure St. John's is going to be continuing their, their strong play. They're off to a hot start. By the time this comes out, they will have played Calvert Hall. I don't know if they will have won or lost because Calvert Hall is also excellent, Um, but a marquee matchup. And um, regardless, I think you're going to be hearing a lot about both Calvert Hall and St. John's the rest of the year. Wagons absolute wagons and there's not a uh, better compliment we can pay you if if you're a good team so
1: i think we're a new we're all of a sudden we're a saint john's podcast we were brunswick for a while and now we're saint john's podcast
0: a lot of saint john's love lately brunswick i mean listen anybody out there who's looking for a little extra publicity our venmos are open um so you let us know and and we're happy to uh to switch up our allegiances we are not tied to any one school and our allegiances can absolutely be bought outright
1: Dogs, lacrosse, and bribes. That's what the NLF Insider <laughs> Podcast does.
0: Just the, the highest integrity podcast out there. And now we're going to f- turn it over to our interview with Caleb Fayok, 2023 goalie from St. John's High School and the Crabs. And we're very excited to be welcomed on the podcast by one of the top prospects in the t- 2023 class, number 11 overall, number two goalie in Ohio State commit uh, from St. John's. Uh, previously played for the Annapolis Hawks, now playing for the Crabs, Caleb Fayok. Caleb, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: So, hot start for St. John's. Um, you know, we just released our, our national rankings. You guys came in at two. I'm sure you're going to tell me you're too low, but, um, you, you know, you guys have made your case early on. You know, beat beat up on Georgetown Prep pretty good. A little bit of a closer game against BL. Um, by the time this comes out, you'll have already played Calvert Hall, which will be another really tough opponent. You know, how much does that that schedule? Uh, how much does that kind of help you guys motivate you through the offseason and, and know that you know there was no easy games coming in right away and, and you're going to be tested by the best.
2: I mean, it really prepares us as a team. It gets our mentality ready. I mean, a couple of years ago, teams, great teams, didn't even want to play us because some didn't even know who we were. And now we're playing. I believe the best competition in the country, and we have the best schedule. So I think that prepares us mentally and physically. It gets us more inspiration in the weight room. And I just think, overall, it just gets us ready for the season. I know our guys were excited.
0: What was it like? I mean, I'm sure you were very confident in your team and, and you were expecting a win, but what's it like to come out right away and you just absolutely hammer Georgetown Prep? I think it was 16-6, to 6, right? I mean, I'm sure you were confident, but did you expect that, or were you just pretty amazed at how quickly everything came together?
2: I mean, I expected us to play our game, which we did. I expected us to come out hot at the start, Starting face off to the last whistle. I expected everyone to do their jobs, which we did. And thankfully we came out with the win. And it was it was a pretty big margin, also. So I think our guys are happy with that. The coaching staff was happy with that. And I was happy with that.
0: You guys had a really good year last year. And, and I know you lost, you know, some talented players, but talking to Coach Speaks, it seems like you brought a lot back. I know Jackie Weller, um, guy you've known pretty well, transferred in. He's, you know, obviously one of the best face-off guys in the class. I mean. Are there any weaknesses on this team? Because I I was looking at the roster, and it doesn't seem like there is.
2: You know, um, honestly, as long as we play our game and do what the coaches tell us and everyone does their job, I really can't see us losing any games this year, for being quite honest. I mean, Jackie was a big help, and his brother coming in, Henry Weller, a great Mm -hmm. close guy can play LSM. I mean, those two were a big – like, they were a really big asset to us coming in. I think returning our starting defense – and our starting attack also played a huge part in our success.
0: You know, we were talking a little bit, you know, when when the score got up against Georgetown Prep, you know, 15-6, 16-6. Six, did, you, did you make your case to play a little man up at the end? I, I know you've done it before uh, for clubs. So was it was it on your mind a little bit?
2: It was on my mind. You know, I, uh, I would have loved to, but Coach Speaks, I know Coach Speaks keeps it classy. Um, sadly, I knew he wasn't going to go for it, <laughs> but, you know, no, maybe one day, maybe one day.
0: Right. And, and I know you've played in a, in a ton of big games with, with the Hawks growing up and crabs, but there's something to be said at the high school level for being able to start as an underclassman. Last year you started, um, I know obviously during the COVID year, you would have been the backup to George Alvarez at Harvard, who's, you know, one of the best goalies in the country. Um, even though you didn't really get to play with him, like you know, how much were you able to take away from that and how much has it helped impact your game? And, and one more thing, like, you know, how much has it helped that you're able to start last year? Now as a junior, you're, you're pretty battle-tested.
2: Yeah, so my freshman year, as you know, it was a pretty short year due to COVID. Um, but I got really close with George. George was a really big mentor to me, you know, coming in as a freshman, of course, having sophomore friends, playing on Hawks up. But George, when it's just me and him, I mean, he was a great asset. He was a really good mentor teaching me, ins and out of high school, telling me how Coach Speaks likes things, you know, so I don't get yelled at and everything. Like, he, he broke down the clears. I mean, just everything he said and taught it was really like I really used it into the next year just um teaching me how the defense works and everything I mean he's a really great player in high school and I really love to see him play in college that would be awesome but I mean yeah that really prepared me for my sophomore year which thankfully we had a season Thankfully, we had a great season um I think playing sophomore year I think having that year under my belt was a really big step for me not just coming into this year but uh getting recruited you know um with a great defense in front of me and a whole just a great team in front of me really i mean i honest they honestly made my job easier sophomore year coming as an underclassman just really performing and just doing my
0: best we touched a bit on the schedule earlier and it is a ridiculous schedule but and i know every year you're playing a lot of the you know the dc baltimore area teams but one of the games that really stood out is you're going to be making the trip to Long Island in April to play against St. Anthony's, who's our number one team right now. Um, You know, how exciting is that for you to kind of have a little bit of a different, you know, outside of your region matchup against one of the best teams in the country, not to look ahead of anybody, but I'm sure when the schedule came out, that was a game that you were like, Oh yeah, this could be fun.
2: Yeah. So it's actually on our spring break. I think it's, it's going to be over spring break. I think, We heard the news. We're going to St. Anthony's playing on ESPN. You know, all the boys are hype. All the boys are really happy, and we're excited. Not overlooking other teams, but we knew that was going to be one of the biggest games um, this season, one of the toughest games this season. But right now, we're just taking each game step-by-step. And St. Anthony's, we'll get to St. Anthony's later. We're just going to take it step-by-step.
0: one thing I'm curious about, too, is, you know, you were obviously one of the most sought after goalies in players, but but also goalies in the country in the 23 class. Um, and you had tipped me off a little early that, you know, Ohio State kind of might be the school that you might want to go to. But when everyone's calling you, which I'm sure they did, you know, how tough was it to, to kind of whittle that down? And what was your process like and what how did you end up choosing Ohio State?
2: So. September 1st, after, I believe, Elite Eight, it's called. I uh, get in the car. Me and my parents are waiting. First call was from Ohio State. Coach Myers, he told me I was his first call at 12.05, and I was really excited for that. When I saw the, um, when I a set from Columbus, Ohio, I knew exactly who it was and who it was coming from. I was really excited for that. And then throughout the night, I got other calls and texts. Uh, Maryland, Syracuse, Penn State, those were really my top four. And I sat down with my family, talked about what I think would be the best fit for me, uh, just not as a player, but also academically and as a person. So I took a visit to Maryland. I actually really liked Maryland. It was a great place. Coach Shulman's awesome. Coach Benson and Coach Bernhardt, great, great guys. Um, but I went to Ohio State and right when I stepped on campus, it was like, I don't know what it was, but it was just a feeling I knew like I had to come here. You know, Having a uh forming a great relation with coach crane over that weekend, Coach Myers, uh just like everyone, Coach Lewis, Coach Ian. I mean, it was awesome and meeting some of the players also. I mean, spending some time with them, spending the day with them, um, Bobby Van Buren, Ari, um Ari and James Guerr a couple other people, Owen, I mean, that's really gave me the family feel to it. And it really made me like know like this is the place I want to be and this is where like I want to spend the next four
0: years. And I know since then, I mean, you've made a couple of return visits, right? Has that kind of just strengthened your bond with with the place? I mean, it has to be a pretty special you know, place. It's one of the biggest schools in the country and just such a you know, college sports kind of feel to it. So I'm sure it's, it's pretty special for you when you get back there.
2: Oh, yeah, it definitely has strengthened the bond. I mean, t- text in Coach Crane every week, you know, Coach Myers, Coach Lewis every week, have a little group chat going. Uh, it's awesome. And just being back there and seeing their faces again after I committed – uh, I was really excited to see him play the first game in the um, Woody Hayes Center, and it was just an awesome experience. Went up there with my uh, teammate Riley Figueres, his brother's on Detroit Mercy. We uh, we went up to that game, and it was it, w- it was a pretty good game. I I enjoyed myself up there, and I'm I'm really excited for the next four years.
0: You mentioned Penn State being in your Final Four, right? Um, obviously, your brother is, is the starting goalie there right now. Um, so he's had uh, what I assume has is, is been a pretty good experience if, you know, he's starting and he's, and he's there. Did he kind of try to put any pressure on you or did he kind of recognize, hey, this is your situation? But, you know, was he trying to recruit you to Penn State a little bit? Uh,
2: yeah, he recruited me. Uh, I went up there uh, before September 1st just to hang out. He showed me around, gave me the feel for it. But um, he didn't really put that much pressure on me. I think him knowing me and what type of personality it was, my personality didn't really fit at Penn State. And he understood that. And he didn't really put any pressure on me, which, which was really nice, but um, he understood Ohio state's really where I wanted to go from the start. And he was happy for me. And I just know like wherever I end up, he'll always support me and I'll do the same for him.
0: What's it, what's it been like for you to kind of have him just, you know, not just as a brother, but also as, as an elite goalie to kind of show you the ropes a little bit um, show you how to you know get through the recruitment. Like how much were you able to learn from him both as a player and just kind of the, about the whole process?
2: Yeah, so um, we train in the summers. We train, uh, I want to say, two weeks, three weeks together, just getting shots together. And it's been a great experience. We've been doing that for a while now. Um, Some of his um, old high school teammates, some kids from college, you know, um, just taking shots on us. And we have uh, goalie coach Jack Manley, one of the best in the country, honestly. And he's just really taught us right when I was in middle school, hitting middle school. And he taught my brother uh, eighth grade all the way through high school. And we've just been working with him all summer. And that's really like elevated our game, just going back to the basics and working with my brother. You know, he's, he's my brother, but he's also, I consider him also a teammate on and off the field. He's, he's, been a, he's been a helping hand on the field, helping me find the ins and outs of the game, uh, understanding how it is to be a leader and knowing that a leader is more important than really just stopping balls, so I think I think that was a really big part.
0: You played the the bulk of your club career. Um, you played up with arguably the best twenty two team in the country with the Hawks, um, and led by Coach Ripley. You know, and and what was that experience like? Um, and what's the experience been like since you switched over to, to Crabs twenty three, which is also one of the best teams in the, in the country for for their age?
2: Yeah. So uh, the experience with Hawks was uh, it was a really great experience. You know. Uh, So before I went to Hawks uh, for that chunk of time, I was actually on Crabs and I used to play for Hawks with uh, some of the guys. So I returned to Hawks. Uh, They, they welcomed me, obviously. And Coach Ripley, he's done so much for me and for uh, the Hawks program. I mean, it's, it's just endless, you know, helping us uh, showcases, reaching out to college coaches, bringing in some of the best players to coach us, bringing in some of the best coaches to talk to us, just everything, like, he's done for us, I'm really grateful for him. I'm really grateful for everything he's really done for the whole team, honestly. Because without him, I have no idea where I'd be if I'm being 100% honest with you. So that experience was awesome. I mean, Coach is just an awesome guy and, like, an uh, even better coach. And for Crabs, transitioning to Crabs, it's actually pretty funny. Um, I got two teammates, uh, Riley Chion and Connor Shannon. So me and Connor left. Uh, Our respected clubs, and then we join Crabs, and it's been a great experience. All the guys on the team have been opening, welcome uh, all of us, and I I really like that team. I think I think we're we're borderline one of the best teams for club lacrosse, and I think we're going to show that this summer.
0: Going back to going back to just your kind of personal development, and we touched on a bit with you know starting as a sophomore, but how much have you seen your game really take off? I guess in the past year. Um, With your time at St. John's and, you know, playing for Hawks and Crabs and stuff like that, like have you kind of noticed a big difference in your game at all?
2: Yeah, I have. So um, it's not more of stopping the ball and saving the ball and all that. It's more of communication. I had uh, trouble sophomore year communicating early. Um, Riley Figueres, he's like, you got to talk. And I'm like, all right, I got you. So I started talking more and that helps the defense a lot. It makes their job a lot more easier. So... Yeah, I just started talking more, and that's really it. I've I've stuck with everything.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure stopping shots is a little bit easier when you got guys like Riley and uh, and Checo and those dudes like you know doing some good work in front of you. That you got to feel pretty good about the defense you have in front of you at uh, at St. John's. Oh yeah,
2: it's they're 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 a great unit. Coach Beeks does well with uh, defensive plays and calls and coordinations, but Riley's really the anchor of the defense. So I mean whatever he really says, everyone follows. He's, he has a bright lacrosse IQ. He has a bright mind. So he's, he's a really great asset to play, play with same with Checo.
0: And then this summer will be your, your final, you know, club summer. Um, you know, what's that kind of like? Is it kind of give me kind of weird to have your, your career end, you know, obviously with it um, you're going to be competing at some of the best events in the country with the crabs, you know, you kind of looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, I am. I think, this is going to be a summer not more focusing on winning, but it's more focusing on having fun. I think that's what all of us really want to do. Of course, winning is fun, but I think as a whole team, I feel like having fun at this point is one of the is one of our main priorities instead of just going out there, drawing up plays like we just want to have fun this summer and when we have fun. I think we actually play better.
0: Thank you to Caleb Fayok, the big tasty himself, for joining us on the NLF Insider podcast. Had a great time with him. I uh, wish him and St. John's uh, the best of luck the rest of the way. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot about them this spring. This well,
1: now don't you tell me to smile. You around I make put your wife.